everyone. Welcome back to Glow Says Let's Talk Local. It's now season four, which I am calling Summer Popisodes. What does that mean? That means each show will be short and sweet. Well, at least I'm trying. Less than 20 minutes for the most part. Do you know, though, that there are loads of podcasts that record for 75 to 90 minutes on average? And then, of course, there are some that go on for hours. I actually think I'd love that. An hour and a half is the perfect amount of time to sit down and really get to know someone over a cup of coffee. You know what else summer episodes means? It means it's summertime. And if you're from around here, you know that Greater Vancouver is the best place to be when it's sunny. So while you're on your way to enjoying the beach, grabbing a coffee, walking the dog, going for a quick jog or waiting for the ferry, Let's find out a few things about these local creatives. Let's get started. Hi, welcome back to Glow Says, and I am speaking today to Nishant Jane. Did I say that right? That's correct, Glow. Okay. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. And you know what? Normally I have this big intro about people and who they are, but I'm so happy to say that today, I don't actually really know Nishant. Um, We met each other on Instagram. I may have reached out to him. I think I did because I saw Mm -hmm. somebody drawing, like had all these drawings. Uh And I noticed it right right away. And I'm like, I like this guy. I'm going to follow him, which I don't, because I don't really know why people follow or what they do, but I liked it. And then I reached out to you and then we've been kind of in communications ever since, like DMing here and there. So I asked him to be on my podcast, but as a result, I don't know what to introduce you as, except what <laughs> I've seen on your webcast or not webcast, sorry, your website. He uh-huh. also has a podcast I should mention, <laughs> you know, but I know that about you, that you draw, you draw people in a sneaky way. <laughs> <laughs> you are an engineer and yeah. uh, you're American. I'm not American, actually. You're not I've just American. lived in America for a little bit. Ah, okay. So you're, you're a proper like expat in Canada, actually. That's yeah. right. Yes, that's right. Fantastic, fantastic. So, like, I've only been in Vancouver for six, less than six months now. Less than six months. Wow. So you yeah. didn't even come at the beginning of the pandemic or before? No, right just this January. Yeah. <laughs> good job. Good timing, Nishant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no. All kidding aside, tell me a bit about yourself. Like, what brought you here? Why did you come in January? We're so glad you're here, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Well. Uh, the decision was made when my wife, who's a, who's a dentist, so she was practicing as a general dentist in Chicago and before that in Wisconsin. So me being an artist, I was simply moving around with her. And then she applied for a residency program at the UBC. So she's going to start studying next month. And so we knew that we were coming to Vancouver. We knew that we'd have to be here by July. So in January, we decided we want to go there early and just get a little settled into life. Okay, so so you've spent four months here just kind of getting to know the city? Sort of, yeah. Well, the first two weeks were quarantining. And after that, we found found an apartment to live in. And then we started, I started walking around and exploring the city. It's still, I'm, I'm still seeing things. I haven't been to the suburbs or many of the other cool areas around Vancouver. Yet, but now that we have summer and a little more openness, maybe I'll have time to do that. Okay. Will you draw even if it's raining? I'm just curious. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if it's raining, then I would prefer to be in a cafe. Yes. But yeah, I like to do that. I like to draw in all kinds of weather, actually. But it's just now that with COVID, it's been difficult to be outdoors, but then feel safe in all situations. Right. So it's cut down a bit and it's easier to draw outside on summer, clearly warm days. 
Right. But I think uh, I'd like to start doing more in cafes now because uh, cafes are interestingly positioned. Like they're at street corners very often and you get a really nice view of a lot of life. Okay, let's backtrack a little bit. Now tell me about yourself. So now you've told me you just moved to Vancouver a few months ago, mm-hmm. but I am curious about this and I'm sure everybody is. How do you go from an engineer to an illustrator? Do you call yourself an illustrator or an artist? I call myself, so it's it's multiple professions, but illustrator doesn't quite cut it. So I'm an artist. I've also been a cartoonist for a while. So I used to make web comics and I'm a writer and I'm a podcaster and I studied as an engineer. I have a master's degree and I did a few years of research, but I ended up leaving academia because I'd always wanted to be creative. I always was creative. So even while I was studying as an engineer, I was writing stories. I was making these web comic strips. I was finding ways to be creative and Ah. expressing myself that way. And then I reached a point in my life. I was in Chicago and I was there for research at the Northwestern University. Mm. And I decided I I was inspired by the city in a strange way to to pursue my creative side because Chicago is full of creatives. It's a it's a place which it's it's like the world capital of stand-up comedy and mm. the home of such a lot of blues and jazz and so much great music. So there's a lot of creative people giving their lives to these creative pursuits. And you can see that in open mics, you can see that in clubs and bars and cafes everywhere. Mm. And that sort of inspired me. I, I thought to myself that it was something worthy to do. It was that kind of struggle is important. So I'd always wanted to do it. And I was waiting for a catalyst to really push me to it. Mm-hmm. And Chicago sort of worked like that. And I quit my research position and I decided to be a writer. Mm-hmm. I moved in with my girlfriend, who's now my wife. Mm-hmm. And then that's that's how it started. I wasn't an artist at that time. I didn't actually know how to draw until five years ago. I started teaching myself five years ago to draw. Okay. And that was also because of Chicago. I used to draw, my web comics used to be stick figures because I didn't know how to draw. Okay, interesting. And I, decided, I thought that I find this city so beautiful. Uh, uh-huh. What better way to learn? I, I always wanted to learn how to draw. Yeah. What better way to learn except why don't I walk around and I look, get to see all the beautiful things and I'll try to draw them. And hopefully maybe, who knows, maybe I'll learn from that wow. because I, I tried everything. I tried all the books and the YouTube and the this and the that and the classes and nothing really clicked for me until I started walking around cities, observing things and looking for things that I found beautiful and then trying to draw them. Oh, that's super cool. Because, you know, you could have just done the writing, like just stuck to writing. I mean, yeah, like exactly. A book or something or, you know, yeah. start a blog or something. So yeah. it's this thing that you were drawn towards the actual drawing part. And then you yeah. even niched down more. You did the urban drawing. You right. Know? Exactly. Yeah. So I, I thought that the drawing skills would help me make better comics. And my okay. idea was that I'm going to be a writer for the most part. And comics involve a lot of writing also. But... Then quite accidentally, the art started to sell. So I thought, okay, let's push with this a little more. And then more and more people just wanted the art from me. And then that became a bit of a style and sneaky art became a thing. So then I I sort of just accidentally became an artist. Can I ask you, I noticed a Mm -hmm. little bit on your website, this urban drawing, what I'm saying, urban drawing, there seems to Mm -hmm. be like a community of people that do the same thing yeah right there is it's it's called urban sketching and it's a huge community actually there are hundreds of thousands of people around the world uh, literally around the world almost every country who uh, are taking time out of their day 
to appreciate their urban environment. And a lot of them are not artists, like, I mean, professional artists. So people who have other day jobs, but simply want to do something productive with their time, have a therapeutic, positive hobby. Mm. And there are chapters in all the major countries of the world where people get together for these sketch crawls once or twice a month. Mm. And they simply go to an interesting public place. They'll spread out as and practice their various forms of art. So there are watercolorists. There are people like me who draw with ink. Yeah. There are people who work in oils. And simply engage with your surroundings, observe and appreciate, and then share your art with everyone else. So it's a very big community. Wow. And uh, being part of this community is sort of catalyzed my, like it, it sparked the speed at which I've been able to learn because I've been able to pick up ideas from them. I've been able to, uh, first, even just the idea that you could go out and look at things and draw, there's a lot of, uh, like you feel strange about it at first. What a what an odd thing to do. But mm-hmm. being in a community of people who are doing it and a lot of whom are really accomplished artists, it mm-hmm. takes away that hesitation and makes it a little easier to express yourself. Right. Wow. Well, I would think it takes away, like, people do observe their surroundings and they Mm -hmm. try to capture it like with their iPhone, right? They're always trying Mm -hmm. to capture the right angle or, but you can't quite capture it, you know, but you try and the iPhone makes it easier every, you know, generation, Mm -hmm. right? Like Uh we're on iPhone Uh 12 now. (laughs) But the way that you're doing it is so cool because you are really focusing on that thing. And I feel like the ink drawing captures it almost even better, even though it's not, it's just the feeling is there. Well, uh, you, you, you've made a good point here because, well, phones are getting better at capturing photos. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're sort of uh, uh, jaded by photography. We see photography everywhere, right? Like mm-hmm. everybody has seen everything. There's nothing you could take a picture of and have anybody remark on it or be really taken aback. What art is, and especially so what I do, I work just with ink, not even colors. So yeah, I'm kind of breaking down and simplifying reality in a lot of ways. I'm taking away a lot of information, color, one piece of information that I eliminate. Mm. So it becomes not what you, what I saw, but sort of how I felt about what I saw. So mm-hmm. every piece of art you see from anybody, whether they're good at it or bad at it, is a reflection not just of where they were or what they were looking at or thinking of, but also who they are and how they feel and what they felt at the moment that they made that thing. So urban sketches and this kind of art in a way offers that little bit more than just a photograph because now you think about who made it and how they thought of what they saw. Those things start to work in your mind. So an, an art piece is an invitation to engage a little more actively as an audience as opposed to photography, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think you said it perfectly. Now, what about this group that you belong to, this urban, say it again, is it called Urban Sketchers? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Is it like quite collaborative? Like, do you find it's oh, yes. a supportive group? Yeah. Oh, yes. So that's one of the key things about it, that it's not a, a group with gatekeepers. There's no, there's nobody, you don't have to qualify to be one. You don't have to be so-and-so good at so-and-so materials or you have to have so-and-so processes. Yeah. The only requirement is that you draw from observation. You yeah. don't work out of photographs and that's it. You can you can work in five minutes in a small pad with a ball pen when you're coming back from work and you're on the train or you can spend three hours in a magnificent landscape painting on a canvas. You're both the same. And in this community, everybody is... That it's something really beautiful because there are so many non-professional artists in the community. There's a lot of open skill sharing. There's a lot of encouragement and appreciation. There's no hierarchy. There's no, 
there's no competition so to say there's just a lot of everybody's on the same journey so we're all learning from each other and we're picking up tips from each other you have really accomplished artists who learn something from somebody who just started drawing 2 years ago like i started drawing urban sketches just 4 years ago but mm-hmm. a couple of years ago right before the pandemic i led a, a course uh, uh, an urban sketch workshop in chicago and some of the people who attended the workshop were far better artists than me but mm-hmm. the idea that there is something to learn from someone's perspective or someone's style or somebody's particular solution to a problem is uh-huh. it's it's there and that makes it a very welcoming community ah that's cool yeah. i'm curious is there um any common string or among people like are do they tend to be older adults maybe yeah. all young so, people i don't know <laughs> yeah that's that's a good point so it's sort of something that i wanted to also find out and that's why last year i started my podcast Yeah. Uh, so on my on the sneaky art podcast I speak with urban sketchers from different parts of the world about yeah, cool. what they're looking for and this is what I'm trying to find I'm, although people are so diverse in where they come from who they are where they, whether they've learned art or not yeah but there are still some common threads in between and yeah. what's most what what runs through everybody and my my just my last few episodes were artists in singapore in hong kong and before that in seattle and paris and all all over the world australia oh. the thing that ties them commonly is that we're living in this really fast world and everything is changing really quickly but drawing or you know the difference between taking a, a beautiful picture of a scene that you saw and making a drawing of it and the drawing could be bad because maybe you're not a good artist but regardless the difference is that for a drawing you have to slow down you have to give it time you have to observe it more than once you mm-hmm. can't just glance at it and take a picture and then afterwards filter it and make it look even more right. beautiful right. you have to give it your time and time is really the only resource that like the only really precious commodity that we seem to lack so the choice to give it this time of yours and to sit and appreciate it and then try to bring it down onto your paper with your own skill that exercise is what is common and that exercise is therapeutic to some people it is really engaging to some people it's a drawing of a cafe it's a drawing of a street corner what's so special about it nothing is special about it what's special is that somebody sat there to look at it and then looked for something in it and simplified that world for you yeah it could be the same place you walk past every day and you don't notice it because you walk past it every day yeah that's but, right and you could i could show you a picture of it and you would see it and it would be nice maybe but if somebody draws it for you 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 engage with it and yeah. you go into it in a way that's very different yeah so there's a lot to learn from being an observer of it from looking at art but there's so much to gain from just practicing it the word practice is incidentally so nice because it has nothing to pick everybody is trying to get better always i talked to some super accomplished artists and they also feel that half of their drawings are not very good <laughs> everybody in their fan list would disagree but that's what they think so right right in their mind they are also practicing every day to get better every day right you know you've said it all so well because that is what i feel like when i see these drawings that you've captured something in that moment you know just as you were talking it reminds me of do you remember i mean years ago Starbucks it just reminds me they had this kind of i don't know i guess in the marketing world they would call it a campaign but they had this advertising thing where you know it was drawn people it was people mm-hmm. drawn and you know i don't know who it was that they got to do it but mm-hmm. to me i remember paying much more attention to those drawn cafes the hand drawn cafes with the people sitting there in various positions enjoying their coffee 
than I ever look at anything today. Like yeah. I never pay attention. Like they're, they're literally just kind of like what you said. It's just noise, right? You're just looking at. Exactly. Pictures. Right. It's That's just it. more pictures. I've seen yeah. all the pictures. I don't, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I yeah exactly. Pictures, but... <laughs> okay. So now you've told me that you're an urban artist and mm-hmm. you uh, have a podcast too. And it mm-hmm. sounds like you teach sometimes as well. I and do. Right. I'm just curious because in a way you're sort of running your own little, I don't know, business, fiefdom, entrepreneurship, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But how best do you use your time as a creator? There are a lot of creators now. How, what's the best way to use your time? I'm just curious. Yeah, I wonder. So <laughs> it's <laughs> the, the whole idea of this current situation where one person can do many things mm. and then they can reach an audience directly and then also be supported to some extent by that audience. It's yeah. such a new feature it because... Is. Even till 10 years back, someone in my position would have to approach an institution and be get somehow some kind of a deal or a contract or a salary or some kind of endowment or grant. But now that's changing. So in a way, you're right. Like I'm running my, I like to think of it as running my own brand. Mm-hmm. I am also my own brand manager mm-hmm. and it's a company whose products I make, but I also market, distribute, mm-hmm. promote. and sell and all of it all of those gaps have to be filled by me so it's it's a constant engagement I never know if I'm doing enough I often know that I'm doing too much so I'm creative to some extent so there's the creative side of me that just going out to draw but Mm -hmm. there's also the side which is that I have to now think about how to share that work what do I want to write about it Mm. what do I want to say about it that's also creative work but it's also tedious menial work like you have to do a lot of typing but yeah. Again, I have to do a lot of thinking and ideating for it. Similarly, the podcast is a lot of work in the in the post-production. So there's a lot of editing and putting things together and cleaning the audio. But there's a lot of creative work also involved in simply thinking about what I want to ask people. What do yeah. I want? Who do I want to speak to? Right. Much like yeah. you. Okay. Let me just ask you some other little questions. Like, sure. where is your favorite place to um, draw right now? I guess I should say you've mentioned cafes when it's raining. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but right now, I think I really, because of this pandemic situation we were in, yeah. just the things that were taken away from us that we can now do. So those are the most dear to me. Sitting in a park and being around a lot of life, that feels great. Uh, Vancouver, okay. I really appreciate how much uh, water there is around us. So I like to sit by water bodies. It's always been something that soothes me, calms me down. The things that interest me are just the places where as a city, mm-hmm. people who live in the city, how do they interact with things that are in the city made for them? So a park is an interesting place. Mm-hmm. Strangers come together in a park to use it in many, many, many different ways. Mm-hmm. And that's so cool to me that you have people who don't know each other, who have who will never know each other, who come mm-hmm. from different worlds, mm-hmm. but they come to this one place to spend their time, their afternoon and take in the sun and spend time with their families. Right. Same reason for cafes. You have people who are taking a break from work, people who are doing uh, job interviews, people okay. catching up with friends, but they come together in a cafe and in their own little bubbles and they do what they want. They get some coffee, they, they are revived. That's the stuff that interests me. So I look for stuff like that all over the city, wherever I can. Okay. So when you have a free summer evening, it's getting to be summer. So it's Mm -hmm. a warm evening and you're out with your wife. Mm -hmm. Can you just enjoy it? Or are you constantly seeing something? (laughs) Well, I always have a sketchbook, even if it's a little pad, (laughs) just a small pad. Uh, I have one around here. So something like this. Okay. Very small pad. But when we're out walking, 
sometimes it's a little uncharitable but sometimes i have to just take a moment away from her and just draw something right and like do you just for, stop are you suddenly you just i just yeah. that's the kind of thing i do i just stop and i'm just staring and it's yeah. obviously something innocuous like it's just the way the light is coming through the trees and i'm just looking at that and, and what she doesn't she know what's going on. Does she just start taking out her study notes for dentistry or something? <laughs> so uh, we we come up with different solutions. Yeah. Like sometimes she walks on ahead, and I tell her I'll be waiting for her when she circles back, and then we can go back. And um, another question: What have you noticed about living in Vancouver? I know you've only just been here a few months, mm-hmm. but. How is it different than the other places you've lived in? I like Vancouver because it seems a little like I I just have a sense of it. I don't really know because again yeah. my short time here, but right. like it feels right. like a little more laid back, and people's life seems to be a little more relaxed. Mm-hmm. So I'm appreciating that. I have really really enjoyed how much amazing food there is in Vancouver, mm. and the diversity of cuisines and just how good every cuisine is. Like the restaurants are really the food. The people making the food of the different cuisines are really really good. Just a few things, and just how much outdoor space there is. So you know, because I'm looking for pe- things people do in outdoor spaces, I'm always right. happy when there are cities that encourage that. So it's a right. city where you can walk in. It's a city where you can sit in different places as. Just as a person, you don't need to pay a premium in order to get a space to sit down. Right. So that sort of thing I appreciate and I really like about the city. All walk-friendly cities are very nice to me. Okay. What else do you want to tell me? Do you want to talk about your India, your Faces of India project or something? Yeah, like sure. So um, I'm almost towards the end of it now. Like I'm wrapping up. I have maybe about ten or twelve slots still yeah. left. And what is it? That you up. can talk about what what it yeah. Was what I'm doing is a. Uh, I'm I'm trying to raise money for organizations that are providing relief to vulnerable populations in India. So places where the government can't reach or is unable to help in time. And uh, I figured one way to raise money might be if I trade in my skills. So I make a drawing for somebody. They give me the money that I send there, and in return, I give them a drawing. So I started doing this project called Hundred Faces for India. in which i would draw 100 portraits and collect money but there was a lot of generous support and a lot of enthusiasm so i've opened it up further and further and we're closing at something like 225 portraits wow the only thing i make from it is the fact that i get to spend my time in a positive way rather than <laughs> feeling helpless and unable to assist so wow. faces for india has so far been able to raise a little over $10000 oh my yeah. goodness yeah it's Amazing. Been pretty good Yeah. Wow, it's amazing. Look how productive you are. Talk about the practice of being everything. <laughs> You've only been here a few months. <laughs> well, you know what? It was great to talk to you for sure. I loved that we met. I'm glad. Actually, that's one thing about Instagram to me that's good. <laughs> so I can meet different people that I wouldn't know otherwise. Yeah. And um thank you for your time and for sharing your story. Thank you for having me, Glow. This was yeah. really fun. Yes, and I'm sure we'll keep talking but uh you know take the best care and good luck for the rest of your time in Vancouver. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for popping in to speak with me today. And for the listeners, I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did. If you did enjoy the show, please share it with a friend and pop in again next week. Until then, follow me on Apple or Spotify and I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>